0: Cherry Printers are an established printing company that produce quality products at sensible prices, from cash receipts and invoice books to GDPR-compliant, confidential visitor signing books. They have it all. For more information, visit cherryprinters.co.uk.
1: Cherry Printers.
0: Besides
1: the spotlight. Will Manning is an enthusiastic and creative individual with a deep passion for radio, music and presenting. Will has lots of experience in working and presenting in a professional radio environment as well as experience of working in other areas of digital media such as blogs, podcasts, online video and digital radio. As well as radio, Will also produce various voiceovers for TV. In addition, he has experience in club and live stage work and TV appearances on all main terrestrial UK TV channels. Currently, you can hear him presenting on Capital from 4 till 7pm on weekdays. You are listening to Besides the Spotlight with me, Finley Ratsnet, talking to Will Manning. Besides the Spotlight with Finlay Ratnet. Finley Ratnett, joined by
0: Will Manning.
1: Will, thank you ever so much for coming on.
0: Pleasure is all mine, Finley. Nice to meet you.
1: So where does it start for you? What did you want to do when you were in school?
0: Um... So it's gonna be it's gonna be a boring answer because for me the answer was always radio. It always came back to radio for me. Um, yeah, I was obsessed with radio since I, I literally can't even tell you when day I was born, probably. Um, so yeah, it was always always a focus on being on radio, and uh, I did everything I could to focus my mind towards that one goal.
1: And did you get involved in any sort of community radio or was it school radio?
0: No, I didn't. I actually, I, I really had no idea how to even get into any of that. I never, I never looked into community. I didn't do any of that. I just, uh, I guess because I started out as a DJ primarily. Mm. So that was my in, really. I, I was like, I, lo- I know I love music. Um, so I explored the DJ route, not knowing that it would ever leave to me, excuse me, leads to me being on the radio. But, you know, I started doing kids parties, school discos and stuff. And I was eight. And I, I, I got paid for those. So I reinvested that money into CDs at the time. This is how long ago it was. Um, and I used to buy you know, my, my lights with that and, and stuff like that. So I used to reinvest in DJ equipment and got word out in the local area that I was doing school discos and kids' parties and stuff. And then I guess through that, my DJ skills just upped and upped and I became quite a technical DJ. And that caught the attention of some pirate radio stations at the time and online radio. So that was my first thing. I did online radio and pirate. So I used to do shows from my bedroom um, to about 10 people, but I used to do a mix show. And I guess through that, I was practicing my presenting skills. And I used to do the same off air as well. I used to have a karaoke machine. I used to record myself on tape and basically imitate what I heard on the radio that day on the way or way back from school. I used to just do that in my bedroom. Uh, and just do it for my own benefit and it was a great way to learn
1: and then you went to Birmingham City University I believe but I know it perhaps didn't go the way it should have done tell me about your experience at university
0: yeah I did I went to I went to BCU for a year to do radio like I said it's always gonna come out to radio um but yeah I I think I quickly realized that uni wasn't for me and at that and at that point in my life I was still very much focused on making this radio career work. So I didn't really want to continue my education anyway. But obviously mm. the media industry is a tough world. You never know how it's going to go for you. You need a backup. So I was always going to go and get a backup. But previous to going to BCU, I had done some fill-in work at BBC Radio One Extra. Um, that's what my DJ career led me to. It led me to a fill-in slot for right. about a year and a half at BBC. And that didn't go to to plan either. So Losing that whilst also having a tough time at uni was was a horrible mix, but I still knew that I wanted to do radio and I still knew I could make it in radio, but I needed to be in London. So I moved back down to to my family house in London and I basically switched universities and went to a London uni to continue doing radio, but I joined in their second year. Um, I mean, I was a lot more comfortable and I could also explore the opportunities that that city had to offer, which was a lot more than Birmingham in the radio industry Mm -hmm. at the time.
1: And then, what did that lead on to? What jobs are you go into after that?
0: So, left uni, and I went straight into the Hits Radio, which uh, is Bauer run, or was Bauer run? It's it, there is a Hits Radio now, but it's not the one that I joined. There was a, a digital station called the Hits Radio, which was primarily on DAB and Freeview. Um, it was run by like two people in the same office as mm. what was Key One Hundred and Three at the time in Manchester, which is now hits radio very very confusing um but yeah i did i did free work for about a year for them and i would record a show in my bedroom i did like a sunday night show um and then i did a late show and that recording that late show involved me going into the building at, where kiss fm was and i'd done work experience the year before a kiss fm and i was back in that building so I took advantage of that situation, and I went down the corridor and reintroduced myself to everybody I'd been working with the year previous, and was like, "Don't know if you remember me. Did work experience with you guys last <laughs> year. I'm now actually I actually got my own radio show now, guys, <laughs> uh, and I'm recording it every week here. And the boss at Kiss was like, "Well, we'd love to hear your stuff if you're if you're actually on air now." So I sent them my demo, and I think it must have been about a week, maybe even two weeks later, I was filling in for a weekend breakfast show on Kiss. And then it all just snowballed from there. Then I moved to Manchester and I did Hits Radio Drive, Monday to Thursday, Friday pre-recorded, down the M6 on a Thursday night, Friday my day off, Saturday, two shows on Kiss, Monday morning, back up the M6 to do Drive again. So I did that for about a year uh, until eventually Kiss offered me the evening show and I moved back home and I did um, Sunday to Thursday on Kiss. And then again, snowballed. Three years there, seven years of capital.
1: And did you ever expect to be in the in the job at Captain you are now?
0: I mean, look, I didn't expect any of this. Mm. I wanted to do it, but I never expected to do it because how do you get there? Yeah. Um it's it, it seems unreachable, doesn't it? I used to be on the school bus and um, we listened to KISS FM every day on the way home. And I used to say to my friends, I'm gonna be on this one day. <laughs> and rightly so, they laughed in my <laughs> face. Like of course like it's it's an unreachable medium um but honestly hard work and i think that self belief it got me there there was no plan b for me it was only ever going to be this so whatever it took to get there i was going to do it um and it was a mixture of luck perseverance a lot of hard work and good timing that that got me to that point so obviously i put the work in at kiss and i was beating their evening show on capital and they'd they'd hired marvin humes on capital and they were, they were paying him a lot of money i imagine and I was getting better figures than he was, so they were like, "Who's this kid on Kiss that's beating our big talent?" Um, so they poached me over, and after about, I think it's about six months of negotiations on contracts and stuff. Excuse me, I said I will leave Kiss if you give me the drive show on Capital, uh, and they did. And I've been I've been there ever since, seven years on.
1: And you're on Capital weekdays from uh, from four to seven PM. What was your daily routine from the moment you get up to the time you get home after a show?
0: So every day's different, and. My life's changed a lot in the last year and a half as well with, with extra stuff that I'm now doing. But um, I'll, gi- I'll give you a snapshot. So I, I've just signed a record deal. So I'm now radio presenter in the afternoon and I've just signed with Sony to do a DJ project. So I'm, I'm in the studio making music in the morning. Right. And then at about half two, I leave whatever studio I'm at in London and I get to Global and I get there about quarter past three. Um, and then we're on air for four. So, yeah, my uh, my day's a little bit different to how it used to be. But I, I used to wake up and I used to, you know, check everything and do a lot, a lot of prep. But my my time is limited now um, for prep at the moment. So I, I, I have a, an amazing team that I work with the Capital who do a lot of the heavy lifting. And obviously it's my job to make that sound good by the time I get on air at four o'clock.
1: I've got to be honest with you, I'm a bit tech savvy and I always love finding out about different software mixers and all the other bits. Back in 2010, Global, which is home to the UK's best loved radio stations, including Heart and Capital, announced a reorganisation in order to change from regional to nationwide stations. But we still hear local travel, local news and local jingles. Now, this is called Split Playout, isn't it? How does it work?
0: Yeah, it's mad technology. So, yeah, we've got a thing called Gridlink. Um, so, if you're hearing me, if you're hearing me in Bristol. Mm. And I'm saying the word Bristol. That is because I've recorded a split because everybody else is hearing their place name. So I will say London, Manchester, Birmingham, whatever. So we have a big grid on a screen and you click the button and you press record and it'll have a place name next to it. So I'll start with London. So I'll record 20 seconds for London. And then if I've done 20 seconds for London everybody else has to get 20 seconds yeah. so I'll have to fill 20 seconds for Birmingham 20 seconds for Scotland etc 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 and it's a lot so you can also do generic ones you can do one thing for London and everybody else gets the same thing it depends on what you need to say but obviously I, I do travel updates on my drive show as well so I get a, I do a UK travel and I do a London travel and they are both timed exactly the same 25 seconds so depending on where you're at what you're listening to me on, if it's FM or it's DAB, you're going to hear a different, a different thing. It's incredible technology, and the same works for our sweepers as well. Um, that literally is just in the log, plays out, but fires different things depending on where you're listening to. Capital that, and and we can see that on the screen. It all goes red, and they're all firing off different places. I uh, don't ask you the ins and outs. I don't know how that works, but it's, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. It's
1: pretty so, nuts. what do you hear at that point?
0: So I hear. I hear the UK feed, I believe. No, I hear the London one. Yeah, I hear the London one. Right. Because we've got a button on our desk and it's 95.8 feed FM. So yeah, I hear that one on my desk. Yeah, I hear the London feed. And I can switch it to hear the UK one, but that's it.
1: Pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's really clever. It's a lot of work. I don't like doing them because it it takes up. For 20 seconds, if you times that by 10, that's a lot of time Mm. saying the same thing and if you get it wrong, you've got to start again. It, it, it's, it's a bit of a long process, but it is clever when it works.
1: And how do you manage to time your, your links for each each region if they're right. slightly different?
0: So, as you when you press record, it starts counting up for the first one. Right. So I've got twenty seconds for London, and then when you press Birmingham and start recording, it counts down. So okay. it counts down from twenty for the but up for the first one to count up for the time.
1: Are there any, any challenges that maybe you face? I know you mentioned a few things. In order to be in a job like yours, what are the main sort of challenges that you have to overcome?
0: I think the main challenges are... Well, I think, first of all, when you're getting into it, the main challenges are the determination to not give up because, like I said before, it's a very cutthroat and industry which has just got smaller. It's just got smaller and smaller. All the local sites are closing down. It's all very much national. It's all very much London. Um, so I think... For me, I was very lucky to be in London, so that wasn't so much of a challenge for me, but it was, all right, I'm in London, but how do I even get through the door? Mm. So getting through the door was hard. Work experience, that got me through the door at KISS. If I hadn't done that KISS work experience, I would not have known the people at KISS to introduce myself to again when I was recording my hits radio shows. I probably wouldn't have been on KISS. I wouldn't have been on Capital. So all those things snowballed into each other. Um, I think the biggest challenge is, whilst you are on air, are staying staying amongst it right like every single day i do six days a week on the radio that is a lot that is a lot of my voice and you know every sure you wake up some days and you don't want to go to college right you have to i yeah. wake up some days and i don't want to be on the radio but i have to be i'm literally paid to do that it's in my contract i owe the audience that show um so i have to find it within me somewhere to to do that and, and during covid that was a prime example of when didn't really want to be on the radio it's really tough there was not much to say um i felt like what i was saying just like was pointless because like what what was i really bringing but I, it turns out i was actually bringing a lot of light to people's day and and radio is heavily relied on so that was quite nice but i think just staying relevant is tough as well you just got to stay on top of your game the whole time you can't let yourself slip the minute you slip the minute you lose your job um and i'm lucky to be at capital seven years but that is through reinventing and hard work and just staying on top of my game and being the best i could possibly be
1: and one of the things i wanted to ask you about obviously your show seems to be one of those popular on capital i mean you've now got billboards of your face on it what was it like the first time you saw that
0: yeah it was crazy so they offered me the chart show um i think it must have been about five years ago now and doing the chart was a dream of mine since i was a kid like that's the ultimate isn't it um Hmm. So yeah, when they were like and you get a billboard every week and there's about eight hundred of them around the UK, that was just insane. I remember I got in the car with my sister on the first day of my show to just go and find it around London and yeah, it's insane. It's cool. It's really, really cool. Um I drive past them every week and it doesn't get any <laughs> doesn't get any um less cool. It's it's pretty mad, yeah.
1: And you mentioned the team behind your show earlier on. Do you think it's important to develop a good relationship to the people you work with?
0: It is imperative that you have a good relationship. If you do not have a good studio atmosphere, you're not gonna have a good show. I've worked with so many people, um, not necessarily Capital, but other places where me and the producers just haven't clicked. I don't like their ideas, they don't like my ideas. Ultimately, my idea wins because I'm the one that's got to say it. So if I'm not comfortable doing an idea, I'm not gonna do it. Um, so yeah, there can be egos, there can be tantrums, there can be fallouts. Um, it's a very intense environment as well. Like you're in there for three hours just you and yeah. normally one other person and if you don't get on uh, it's a it's a pretty horrible time so um, having a good work relationship with with your producer is so important and being professional is um, and, and listening, being a good listener. You've got to be a good listener. You've got to hear people's views, even if you don't agree with them.
1: And as well as presenting on the radio, you've done other things such as some hosting on things like Capital Summertime. But what's, like, uh, what's that like? Because obviously when you're radio presenting, you've got the headphones on, you're in an enclosed space. But doing that sort of thing, when you've got thousands of people around you, what was that like?
0: Yeah, it's incredible. It's honestly incredible. Going out and saying like, hello oh two to 12,000 people uh, is unbelievable. Um, I just kind of feel like, I was presenting from the day I was born. Like, every, mm. when, if I watch back videos of me as a baby, I'm literally presenting to my parents. So I, I've been doing this forever. So I don't, I don't get overwhelmed or anything. I don't get nervous. That I, I never get overwhelmed. I'm just like, I kind of just feel like this is what I was made to do. Every time I do those things, um, which doesn't take away from how insanely cool it is because it is. Mm. Um, I just love every second. Like, I'm just so grateful for those moments for sure.
1: And so what advice would you give to young creative individuals who might want to be in a job in media?
0: I would say self-belief is number one. A lot of people are going to say you're never going to make it. And if you believe them, you won't. So you have to believe that you will. Um, But with that comes extremely hard work. You need to work every single day at your craft. I didn't have hobbies. My hobby was learning how to present on the radio at home when no one was listening to me, learning how to DJ, all those things. People think... Oh yeah, I can, I'm quite, my friends say I'm a good talker, so I must speak on the radio. That's not how it works. If you're a good talker, you're probably actually going to be rubbish on the radio because you don't know when to stop talking. <laughs> um, you need to really put the work in and then once you've done the graft, put yourself out there. Don't put yourself out there before. You're not if, Until you're ready, do not put yourself out there. And then when you are, those opportunities should arise for you if you speak to the right people in the right way the approach is so important as well don't hassle people be really polite, be really professional the email you sent me i'll be honest right i get loads of those emails asking me to come on a podcast your email to me was so professional and really nice and polite so yeah i'm going to say yes to you so those things really count as well um and if you put all those things together you should build because it's a very small industry you should build quite a good name for yourself and people mm. start talking about you if you're good enough and then an opportunity would hopefully develop. But it's um, it's a lot of luck involved as well.
1: Well, Will, thank you ever so much for talking to me. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, man.